0: Hey, I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. (laughs) (laughs) What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the Wortset Sign-Up Podcast once again. I'm Josh Ivanoff. As always, welcome by the one and only Man of the Hour, Too Sweet to Be Sour. Angel Ortega. He is, he is the best in the world today, okay? We got a bunch of shit to talk about, ladies and gentlemen. I'm fired up. We got UC Vegas 52, 53, Bellator, boxing, and more. As always, RogueEnergy.com. If you want 10% off your order, you use code go to SOUNDOFF at checkout. Let's go sound SOUNDOFF at checkout for 10% off of all your energy needs. Go to SOUNDOFF, RogueEnergy.com. Buy yourself something nice. Last Saturday night from the UC Apex in Las Vegas, Nevada. Jessica Andrade goes back down to 115 pounds, taking on Amanda Limosh. Amanda Limosh, honestly, showing the rare punching power that we've seen the MMA Fire. She's shown amazing finishing ability, great power. I mean, hitting her prime. And Jessica Andrade stops all that shit in 3 minutes and 13 seconds, standing arm triangle choke, showing once again that not only is she one of the best in the world at one weight class, she's one of the best in the world at two. Uh, with that submission victory. Angel, my man, essentially a flawless victory. I mean, there were a lot of possibilities for this fight. I thought Amanda Limos looked strong early. Thought she landed some nice leg kicks. Thought she looked, she was firing out some nice shots. Dude, once Jessica Andraj got a hold of her, it was GG. She showed that she's still one of the best in the world at that weight class. Give me your thoughts on her victory. And also, I suppose people, you know, talking about what, that she might potentially fight the winner of Nama units versus As far as the two. Give me your thoughts on that as well. That's an interesting take. I wonder why they, they're wanting to do that instead of, uh.
1: I mean, I guess the Whaley match was so, uh. Uh, it didn't give them any hope, so. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm surprised they didn't want to go that direction and instead giving her a, potentially a third shot at Rose if Rose is to win. Mm-hmm. Uh. So, I mean, it, it's different, but. Hey, it's the OC. They do whatever the fuck they want, right? True. I do what I want when I want, Josh.
0: <laughs> <You>
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean,
0: you can't tell me what to do. I mean, you're your own man. You're your own man. That's true. Um, look, man, I thought that was a it was a flawless victory. I really, I'm honestly don't think it's a whole lot to say about it from that from that you know attribute. But... It was it was it was it was quick.
1: Uh, it was very sudden. I was very surprised it ended like that. But hey, man, I mean, there's a reason she's at this level. And... I mean, I thought Amanda Limos really had something to show for us. I think I think there's still something there. I think it might have just been a we talked about this at the time though, Josh, like off air about how it might have been a little too soon, but at the same time no one else was available, but at the same time she didn't have to fight anybody else, mm-hmm. you know? And this matchup was the only one that kind of made sense at the time.
0: Mhm. Yeah, I mean, I still think I still think she has a lot to show, Amanda Limos. I thought, I mean, she looked strong early, man. I, I mean, she was throwing some shots that had just gone Josh going like, oh shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, she, just gone Josh is not, I mean, she does have grappling ability, but she's normally the one swinging and banging. But she, even she was like, oh shit, alright, alright. And she got in close. She, she said, I can't,
1: buy, I can't fight this at distance, dude.
0: Exactly. I mean, that's just, man, we must just got some power, man. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think it's the end of her. I think that she still has a lot to offer. Um, but as far as just gondrage goes, I mean, that was essentially <laughs> – uh, she essentially had, honestly, a, a great performance, great performance, great win. I saw a lot of people saying that she should fight the winner of um, Asparza versus Nami Yunus 2. I don't necessarily agree with that. I mean, uh, that was putting it way too nicely. I don't agree with that shit whatsoever. She's not nice um, watch
1: because, obviously, she can't fight down at all. Like, it's very – it makes literally no sense for her to fight down. And fighting
0: up, I mean, she's had a lot... She has a lot of history up there, right? She does. Um, but at the same time, I mean, one win, you're getting a title shot. I don't like that over Marina Rodriguez. Yes. I mean, how many wins is she... Like, six or something? Like, she's won a shit ton of fights in a row.
1: Maybe she's just... Like, I think... Like, I told you, I think maybe the... I think the winner of versus Joanna makes the most sense. Because if Wei Li wins, she gets that rematch, you know, against Wei Maybe Li. leaves the former champ, and... I feel like that's a pretty easy fight to get back to the title for her, or for either one, you know what I mean? I mean, yeah. more, for, more for Andrade than Whaley, because Whaley's already beat her, but she would get that one back, you know what I mean? I feel like that's a pretty easy one to get back, or for her to want, like, really easy for her to look good and get back at in a
0: good position for the title. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, as far as the, the Whaley thing, Whaley's got to be hoping that as far as it wins uh, in that case. Um, but even then, who knows? They might even do, like, a trilogy or some shit, because yeah. they would be 1-1. <laughs> UC really loves their trilogies. Fuck they really I'm, love I'm, the i de- rematches. I'm, I'm down for it right now, man. I'm not, just because the division's already, like... I mean, she's
1: the only one who's in a clear spot. She's a, she's a new face,
0: you know? Yeah, but also, she's, I mean... Uh, she's 34, man. She's about to 35. She, I think Marine mm-hmm. Hydrogen's needs that title shot next, regardless of what happens. But that is just my opinion. Um, But regardless of <laughs> what Huh? I was going to make a joke, though. No. Well, <laughs> I mean, no, what are you going to say? I was going
1: to call you a simp.
0: What the fuck? It's just, it's just I'm memeing. Me- I'm memeing. Well, why, why, Why are you talking shit? I, I thought we talked in the green room. You have to stop insulting. On air, right? On air. You can insult me off air all the time. <laughs> Yeah, guys, Ingle abuses me off air. He hits me. It's, I mean, that's
1: just... Whoa, Josh, we... <laughs> this is a cancer culture world, man. You can't be saying that shit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, jokes aside, ba- back to UC Vegas. uh 52, I think. Um Yeah, just yeah. to on Josh, perfect win. No, nothing to really say there. Um, You know, we originally supposed to talk about in the co spot, which was Alexander Romanov supposed to be taking on um Tanner Bowser, and then Tanner Bowser pulled out, and then Chase Sherman stepped in, and then on the day of the fight, they... uh Cancel that one, too. That should be fighting this week, funnily enough. What happened to Jay
1: Sherman? I know it was some injury just, related thing, Just there, he right? got sick, apparently. Um, so shitty, man. But isn't it so shitty that they, uh, you know, released him and then asked him to come back and fight for them on short notice?
0: Right. Like, oh, yeah, bro, you can keep your job, but you just got to fight this fucking monster. Who's undefeated. And, and we still might cut you anyway if you, if you lose. Yeah. So, yeah, have fun with that. Um...
1: You just kept the guy in the first place. You are going to do that, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Um. Anyways, man. Yeah. So that that happened. So there was no like the co-main event uh, that we made a pick for. We can't really give a recap for, but you know we will still talk about the co-main, which ended up being Claudio Puello's Clay Guida. Um. You know Clay Guida. This, this is the last fight in his contract. Oof. And if he does not come back, damn, it would be a shame. But I really hope he does. But at the end of the day, dude, Claudio Puello's. I think probably the most under-the-radar guy at 150, 155 pounds right now. Um, five wins in a row, and this is, his, I believe, his third knee bar submission, which is really impressive. Um, Two in a row, by the way. He, yeah, and he scores it third in the UFC, fourth overall, excuse me. Um, so, and he scored this shit, dude. Clay Guida didn't have a chance. This shit was so fast. Give me a thought on the quality of it's just He's only 26, man. He just turned 26, actually. So give me thoughts on him and his future and just his win on Saturday.
1: I mean, for a guy to come out of the country that he does and then, like, just, uh, you know, not, there's not a lot of MMA recognition or any many names that we think of of that country, you know what I mean? Uh, You know, from Peru. Peru yeah, yeah, who are representing, you know. And for him to come out and do that and then representing his gym you know, and, and kind of putting putting himself out there on the map is, is really impressive, and especially with such a legendary name like Clay Guida. Uh, I'm very surprised to give him this shot, man, like this uh, like this opportunity to fight such a big name. And uh, I'm really curious to see what direction I want to take it in because he's so young, and it's kind of like, do you really want to push him hard right now, or do you really want to wait?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he's in that kind of weird spot where, like, he's, he's very, very young, so I kind of don't want to see him get pushed too quick, but also he keeps on winning. And if you beat a guy I like Clay with, you're gonna be fighting in the top fifteen probably next. So At I think we're about I think damn we're going to find out,
1: close. Yeah,
0: yeah we're gonna find out real soon just how real this kid is. Um but based off of right now, checks all the boxes. I mean, he um like I said earlier, five five win streaks last loss is in twenty sixteen. So this kid's improving rapidly, it seems. I mean that that whenever over That shit was impressive. He didn't even have a chance to defend, man. And Clay has a really underrated jujitsu game. Very, very underrated. Um granted, yeah, he does have a couple losses via submission, but and by a couple, I mean like eleven. But um he does he's still very confident on the mat. So uh shout at him for getting that win. Shout out to him. Um yeah, man, as far as the rest of the card goes, give me your thoughts on some of the fights, other fights on the main card or the undercard.
1: Meet with your recaps. Oh man, we're, we're, I mean, uh, let me see where I want to start to begin with. Let me let me go back a little bit.
0: Are you not ah. prepared,
1: Angel? No, 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 I was prepared. I, I was just, uh, it's just, it's just the people that I want to start with. I'm gonna start with my disappointment, Josh. The fucking fight to open up the card. I've been waiting a year for Dean Barry, Mike Jackson, Josh. It ends in a fucking DQ. I mean, we got to talk about it because it's. Uh, I mean, we we had we talked to Mike, right? We had him on the show regarding the fight because we're like we were talking about his, but but his comeback, right after yeah. so many years, yeah. and his opponent Dean Barry, who had how did do we even know how that whole back and forth started with him?
0: No, I think they just wanted to fight, and I think UFC saw like, oh yeah, this guy's a good talker from Ireland, he's got a fun style, and they just said, you know what, fuck it, we'll sign him. You know, and that's essentially what happened.
1: The yeah. French brought him on
0: exclusively for this fight, so.
1: Which is interesting. Like, yeah. they thought of Mike, and then they they just found this together Like, somehow, some way we think this is going to work out. And it didn't work out. And <laughs> <laughs> it being a fucking
0: disaster, dude. Very yeah, funny, it, though. No, very funny. I mean, so if you guys didn't watch the fight, it ended up being a DQ via, via eye gouge. Which, I don't even know if you go on eye gouge. That shit was like, a, he fish hooked his eye. Like... Yeah. That shit was egregious. And then he and then he went ahead and um, got on Twitter, and he was like, you know what, dude? It wasn't even that bad. He was talking the whole time. Then he could see after. I'm like, dude, I'm getting so tired of fighters complaining after they illegally do some shit. But at least in some cases, it's like, oh, one thing happened. This man, he, there were, like, three minutes, 50, 52 seconds of cage time. He found him three times <laughs> in roughly three minutes. Like, <laughs> he kicked him once in the dick. And then you know that one, you know Mike went in and said, like, "I'm good." They didn't even stop the action for it. And then he spin kicked him in the dick again. And then Mike, you heard that you heard the commentary, which, by the way, I'm glad the Apex still has shows for this reason alone. Just yeah. like, oh goddamn, Dean! Oh god, like just that was a good kick. <laughs> that was a good kick, worked in my balls, Dean. Like just, just talking shit. And Man, Daniel, really... good thing Daniel Cormier Jr. is in here. <laughs> yeah, that shit was. hilarious. That was funny when DC said that. Didn't they get back to the action? I think Dean lands like a right hand that briefly drops Mike. Mike shoots in for a takedown he gets it. They separate and then he starts going in for the kill again. And then Mike tries to clinch again. And instead of you know pushing him away or trying to frame off, just eye like fucking not like not even an eye gouge, like like I said, like a fish hook. Cause his eyes stayed in his fucking eye socket. Like his his um his fingers stayed in his eye socket as Mike tried to turn away. Did you see that? That's like the worst part of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, that was an agreed like, gouge. And then uh for him to talk shit afterwards, I'm like, man. Gotta have some sort of like you you gotta have some sort of like I don't know what you'd really say, like some sort of accountability, I guess. You know what I mean? Um I like that, Josh. I mean I mean look, dude, it's one it's, <laughs> I like I mean, that energy. It's, it's true. You gotta have some sort of accountability. I mean if you're gonna go out there and if you're gonna foul somebody You know something do like, you better not? <laughs> No, I mean, look, dude. Mr. D- 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 Dean Barry kicked my ass. That's not the point. Like, but if you you're sure about fought, that, Josh,
1: I'd put you through an amazing training camp. <laughs> no,
0: hey, UFC, I'm 0-0. You can sign me. I'll be, I'll be just like Mike. You know. Um, <laughs> you mean CM Punk? Mike was also O as a pro. <laughs> so there you go. No, but did not did he fight Sage before that? Uh, he no. I mean, no. He, he, he did he fight Mickey before that? He fought Mickey in the USC, but he was O and Oh, okay. He gets signed in 0-0, but he was 4-0 as a boxer, and I think he had some amateur fights. Oh, okay. okay. But um, anyway, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, you just gotta have some sort of accountability, man. I mean, look, if one foul happens, mistakes happen, but like if you have it three times in three minutes, it's like that might have been the worst UFC debut I've ever seen. <laughs> no like, joke. Not even, I mean, look. I saw somebody talking about this on Reddit. It's like, would you rather like have that happen or be mutinoed? It's like Chris Mutino. Like he got battered. It's like it's one thing to get battered and to like show some heart. And it's like it's one thing to even That's lose they're, a they're, fight.
1: They're they're both bad in their own ways.
0: Let's be it's honest. it's one thing to lose a fight badly, but also like dude, he like he did not look good. Dean Barry did not look very good. He went out there and fought three times. He got disqualified. But this wasn't even the third round. Three minutes, like, that, like that's the one I thing I cannot get past. Well, dude, and it was it, There was we
1: were there for a long time, by the way, with all the time stopped and everything.
0: Yeah, but like there was three minutes of cage time. You fought him three times. It's like how's some accountability, my man? Like, Jesus. Um But shout out, Mike though. Mike Mike Jackson is on a two fight winning streak in the UFC. I understand this punk fight was technically a no contest because of the the Mary Jane. You know. Um, but like that is shout out Mike man. That's all I got to say. Shout out him. He's he's keeping the job. He's going on six years as a UFC fighter. So truly historic right there. Better than uh, some guys we've seen, man. Better than some guys we've seen. Yeah, not not even arguable either. So yeah, shout out Mike. You know, friend of the show, Mike Jackson pulled. And I heard him talk. I watched his post fight interview. Like bat, not interview, scrum. He was somebody like you know. Oh, you know, uh, congrats on the win. I, I, obviously, it's not the way you wanted to win. But he's like. Now, nah, fuck that, man. I didn't do anything wrong. Like he's like, he's <laughs> I like, like that some, energy. So, he's like, some guys will go ahead and say, like, oh, I didn't want to win that way. I'll take the dub anyway. I can get it, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah, um. I like so I like that energy. But yeah, man. Shout out, shout out, Mike, getting in the win. There
1: is one issue, Josh. I am a little sad he
0: didn't shout us out. Just say, you know, don't ask <laughs> me. <laughs> Mike, <laughs> when we have on, when we have you on on the next fight, which I'm sure I'll probably reach out to him for his next fight and be like, hey, you want to come on the pod again? You know, cause that was fun. I remember, like, fun. we talked to him for 40 minutes, and he's like, we were like, alright, we're gonna go ahead and stop here. He's like, what? I, I thought we were just getting going! Like, it, it was, he's a, he's a talker, man. But, he's also um, Joe
1: Rogan energy, dude. He wanted to go for, like, four hours.
0: I know, which, I mean, I had fun, but, like, man, <laughs> it's just, just, you oh, can yeah. tell in the fight, oh, yeah, he, he's, he's a talker, man. But, anyways, so, uh, yeah, he's getting the win column, though, so shout out, Mike. Um, first time, uh, in Sound of History that we interview somebody and they win that, win their fight, so. I believe it's the first. Um, still the DQ, but you gotta take your wins too. Oh, losses, is this, so. wait, is this actually factual? Uh So we we didn't interview Pretty Boy Taylor, but we had that set. Didn't end up happening, but he, um, he we had it scheduled. He lost. We interviewed Sam Albee. He has not won, won a fight since. Yeah, that was a draw, but he did not win. He's actually not won a fight since. We interviewed Byron Maxwell, and that was a I don't, I don't know if it was a loss or a draw. Uh, but it was one of them, and now we interviewed Mike, and he won. And I think we may have had somebody else, but I, that's all I can remember right now. Dang, are we cursed, bro? Not anymore. <laughs> Which just... I mean, technically,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not anymore. I mean, um, we
0: might. Can we bring John Jones to the podcast? <laughs> bro, you're on demon time right now, man. God damn. Um Anyway, so yeah, shout out Mike getting a getting a win on the opening fight on the card. So we'll see what happens in the future with him. Uh, as far as the rest of the card goes, man, uh, Macy Barber got back in the win column. You know, I gotta say, man, a lot of people really hate Macy Barber. I never really, I never really got it. I mean, I, I always thought, you know, she's she's generally entertaining. She has I don't good know power. Why.
1: Huh. But I thought you were to change it up for a second. I don't
0: know why, Josh. What do you think I should say?
1: I think you'd be like, in you know, order to really understand it. But after this fight, you know... Just after crazy. this fight, I really
0: hate Macy Barber. Like, no... that's <laughs> no, just kidding. That would have been hilarious if I did. Honestly. I was already... So I don't know why I thought you were to change it up for <laughs> me. I kind of regret not doing it now, honestly. No, like, No, I mean, doing side, I mean, a lot of people hate her. Um, I did think that she should have been on a three-fight losing streak. I thought that Miranda Maverick loss, or I guess technically a win for her. One of the worst decisions I've ever seen, but um, she did win that one, technically. Yeah, man... Um she a pick up win here. I thought she looked good against Montela de Rosa. I think you really need to remember, dude, she's twenty three years old. Like she's still so young. She has so many years. She has more than ten years in this sport, which is terrible. Absolutely. And I mean I think that two fight skid against Roxy and Alexa Grosso will probably help her honestly i feel like she probably needed to go down to that level and kind of realize oh shit like i'm not all the way there yet you know um
1: i feel with this generation of females uh i feel like that happens a lot josh where they need to have like that rough patch and they need to get past it and then they grow in level i mean fucking great uh lauren murphy alexa Grosso. i mean we you know they had some rough patches in their in their career and uh they grew and they managed to grow from it and build upon it. And, and, and they're still, and they're still building upon it. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously there is like you, you, and it's not, and, and uh, obviously you do have the, and this is a, this can apply to men too, obviously I'm not trying to just generalize it to women, but, uh, you know, obviously there's the rare, you know, fucking Chris Cyborg, Amanda Nunes, you know, that, that are just it, you know what I mean? They do have the rush, rush but it's very, very early on in their careers. And then when they get to the peak level, they, they're just these
0: dominant fucking beasts.
1: hmm
0: And we've seen it. Yeah, and I think also, specifically, I mean, you mentioned some fighters there that were, like, Alexa Grasso and Lauren Murphy. Alexa Grasso not always the same case, but, I mean, Lauren Murphy's definitely a bit older. But, like, specifically, like, when I want to think about this, Steve. Like, there's a current crop of women's, specifically women's flyweight, where, like, Macy Barber, Miranda Maverick, and Aaron Blanchfield are all under the age of, like, 23.
1: Bro, it's I, the fucking lightweight and boxing situation, dude, but an MMA,
0: female. Yeah, I mean, I guarantee you, one of those three are going to hold a title, like, within the next five years. I guarantee it. And if I had to bet, probably Aaron Blanchfield. But, I mean, dude, Amanda still improving. Same thing for Macy Barber. I mean, she was out here wrecking girls, and she was, like, fucking 20. I mean, she was on that win streak, that crazy one where she was knocking everybody out of like, 20. <laughs> like, Not
1: if I come in, Josh, and grab the intergender title. Oh, I to, bro,
0: please I, stop. I'm going to have to she, chop
1: off both my balls to make weight, stop. but I'll do it.
0: Stop. Um, Anyways, so... (laughs) Anyway. Yeah, Macy Barber got a nice win, dude. I still think she's improving, and I'm happy to see it. Dude, Charles Jourdain is quickly, I think, in my opinion, earning the title of the most violent man in the UFC. Like, that land of an I said it was on paper, it was probably going to be fight of the night. Um, It ended up being fight of the night, but still knocked him down, got the one-armed guillotine choke. That shit was dope. It was
1: performance of the night, potentially.
0: Yeah, well, actually... He didn't earn performance of the night. That's very surprising. Uh, I don't know if he.
1: I'm not saying he did, but it could have been one of the performances of the night. I said. Oh,
0: okay. Oh, fair did, did
1: we? Did we have a performance of the night that night?
0: We had Andrade and Claudio Puelles. Really? That's so yeah, boring. that's what I thought. Not even um, Tyson Pedro. Not Pedro. Who, dude? Poor Ike Villanueva. Oh, four in the UFC now, right? No, no, no. He he knocked out Vinícius Morea. He, he hit he
1: one. Win. Or,
0: or is he 0-4 in his last four? He's he's on a 3 5 losing streak. Prior to that, he won via knockout. Prior to that, he lost two in a row. Okay, okay. So, yeah, I kind of feel bad for him. I was like, you know, I probably didn't think he'd actually get here. I mean, he was a, he was a journeyman for a long time before he got the call-up thanks to, like, the was, pandemic. Was, yeah, and,
1: was he only least least. doing big shows, or what, 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 what was he doing? He, was a, he,
0: he had one fight in Bellator. Funny enough, on Bellator 149, which is, like, my favorite card of all time, which is Hoist from Ken Shamrock and Kimball Slice versus Dada 5000. You're he fought on, like, the undercard of that. But That was, like, a one-off. Outside of that, he, like, fought in, like, Fury FC.
1: At think Fury FC is relatively notable.
0: Yeah, he had been fighting for 12 years before he actually got the call-up. Dang, he have been putting so, in work. word.
1: So his son walked out with him?
0: Oh, my God, yeah. His eight-year-old son was in his corner. He's fucking cute, He got dude. annihilated. Not the son. The, the fucking... <laughs>
1: The Sun could have gone in there and annihilated
0: that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so, anyways, man. Tyson Pedro, I'm really happy that he's back in the local. I'm glad that he's back. You know, he's only 30 years old. He took some time off. Um, I'm glad to see he's back. I really am. I still think he had a lot of potential. But then, like, I don't know if it was the injury that happened, like, from the – um yeah, yeah, it was that, that Shogun fight where he was beating the shit out of Shogun and then he fucked up his leg really badly. He had to get knee uh reconstruction surgery. And then he hurt I think he reheard it in fight camp in like twenty twenty. He's supposed to have a fight. And then he came back for this one. So yeah, I still think he's a lot of potential. He's very good grappling, his striking's improved a lot. I'm glad to see he's back, man. I really am. Um, is there any other fights on this uh this card you want to talk about before we move on?
1: Uh, not specifically. I, I think we highlighted the main ones that I really cared about. I mean, there were some good performances. There were some finishes that we didn't mention. But as far as the ones that, like, I was really interested in and I really want to bring up, I think we we did.
0: Mm-hmm. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, moving on to this weekend, UC Vegas 53, I believe. Um, yeah, uh, Alex made it a lot, man. Uh, Rob Font, Marlon Bearer, two guys at Bantamweight where... This is a division of flux. It's is very much a division of flux. There's a lot of guys at the top right now. So the Aljo is champion. Peter Deion's still still around there. Probably going to have TJ fighting for the title next. But Henry might be coming back. This is a very much a division of flux right now. Rob Font was a guy who was on a super nice winning streak. He beat Ricky Simone, Pettis, Malin Marais, Cody, Go- uh, Cody Garbrandt. Um, before we lost to Aldo, which, you no know, shame in losing to Aldo. And he I mean, Aldo beat the dog shit out of him, too, man. God damn, that was a, that was a tough fight to watch at times, Um But then Mal Vera, dude. Uh, you know, anytime time we step into the top level, we've seen that he's not really been able to get past it. He lost Aldo. He lost to Song Dong. lost to Lineker back in the day. But at the same time, he's still only 29 years old. And he seems to be improving fight to fight. Last fight, he got his biggest win of his career. Knocked out Frankie Edgar at UC 268. Now his position, first main event for Marlon Tito Vera. Give me your fights on this one. Give me your thoughts on this fight, my man. Give me your prediction. Oh, this is a tough fight, man.
1: I think... Uh... Obviously, the Jose Aldo fight at its time was probably his hardest opponent ever, like the highest, probably the best guy he has ever faced in his career, right? I don't think anybody even comes close to it, no disrespect to the other guys he's fought. Uh, obviously, Frank, Frankie, great in his own right, but I I, I think Aldo's, a, there's a decent gap between them though, Josh, if we really want to be honest, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like Frankie Anger in his own right, legend of sport, Hall of Famer, you know, like name it, champ, but Aldo is in that upper echelon that... It's you know it's a special club you know what I mean. Frankie's yeah. right outside of it, but he's not he's not with them. You know what I mean.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and uh, I don't know if you did I don't know if you're just agreeing with me just for the sake of agreeing with me, but it,
0: no. I mean, I think the bigger difference is that uh, just I mean they're they're in different places historically. I I will agree with that. How about yeah, that?
1: yeah. And obviously right now it's they're both in very different spots in their career. Yeah, right? I mean Edgar is
0: pretty washed.
1: Yeah, it's it's pretty rough right now. Mm-hmm. But nevertheless, he did beat him, though. And Edgar was good. Wasn't Frankie doing good early in that fight? before the Frankie was winning up until
0: that. He got knocked out with like a minute left in the third. Yeah, that's, that's right. He was using his, his uh, wrestling and stuff. You know.
1: had much, the Roth-Font matchup, though, right now against Cheetah, though, dude, I think this is a tough-ass fight for Cheetah. But mm-hmm. I think a lot of questions will be answered here for Cheetah. Mm-hmm. I think this is actually probably one of the best people who can fight right now at this moment in time in this quake class. The only thing that sucks though is that Rob's coming off that Aldo loss. Mm-hmm. That was pretty bad if I remember right. Like it was a pretty... It wasn't bad. I, I can't remember. It was closer than that I think. It- I-, I-, I can't remember. What I might be confusing it with a different fight off- a different fighter actually. Regardless though, Cheeto's here. I... I don't think it's a make or break, but I think it is time to be like, yo, like I am at these guys' level. I will not fall short to high level talent. You know, uh, I need to show my skill set. I need to show that I, I need to show my complete discipline here. And I think he needs, and his, the guy right now at this time, the perfect guy is Rob Plant. For some <laughs> reason, I think this is the best matchup they could have got him. A uh, guy who had a decent little win streak before the, the, the auto loss. And, uh, I mean, if Cheeto wins this, man, he's right up there in the big dog's names, man. I mean, he's, he has to be thrown out there. He's going to get those opportunities. You know, he's that kind of guy, you know, who will take those chances, too, if he ends up winning this fight. The thing is, though, can't he do it against Rob Font? My biggest thing with Rob Font, though, is I feel like Rob Font, to me, I am never extremely impressed. And I'm going to be completely honest. Really <laughs> I'm never extremely impressed. And it's no disrespect, right? But he beat Cody. He battered Cody. But the yeah. way Cody's
0: been looking, it's, it's kind of rough,
1: you know? Probably should have got to
0: finish, if we're being completely honest.
1: Marlon Morris, I mean, Josh, I, I had said there had been something wrong there for the last three fights before that, uh, Ricky Simone, obviously, great fucking W, Sergio Pettis, I mean, we, we've seen it now, Champ and Bellator, uh, and it's not to discount him, but from Raw Font, I'm, I'm, I'm missing a little something, Josh, I'm missing a little something, he's 34 years old, uh. And, and and I need a little bit more I, I don't know what it is I, I, I it's mm-hmm. kind of crazy how, how there's a bit of parallel between him and Cheeto right now because I, I feel like Raw is, is in a better position than Cheeto but at the same time there's there's some gaps that I need to see but Cheeto needs to beat Font for me to be like okay mm-hmm. I know because we talked about this a few weeks back Josh we're like I don't think I know really what Cheeto's level is Mm-hmm. I think this will tell us.
0: I really do think so as well. Because, I mean, he's had some losses. Um, the old one was kind of weird. I and mean, He's lost when he's fought at the top level. But I feel like he's also improving. That's the weird thing. Because he is still only 29. Like, he's been in this game for a long time, so we kind of forget. Um, but he's still improving. I feel like this is going to be the fight, of main event, a five-rounder, that we're actually going to go ahead and see his full, full potential. So his I'm in agreement final there. Final form. Final four, yeah, Josh. I mean, this, this is it. I mean, you're you're fighting a top-five guy, and you're fighting a guy that is coming off a loss, and you're fighting five rounds for the first time. This is going to tell us, I think, if there's any myster- like, mystery left about Marla Vera, I feel like it's going to be gone after this weekend. That's where I'm at.
1: You know something, Josh? That's exactly why I'm picking him, Josh, because I think he's going to come out here and make the biggest statement of his career. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. You think he gets it done via knockout or decision? Oh fuck, man. That's Kamal uh, fonts a tough fucking guy to get out of there, dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, look, if he does it, it'll be a submission. I don't think it'll be a, a, a finish on the feet. But he's a sneaky fighter, dude. On the feet, on the ground, uh, elbows. I mean, you know, he has he has a full package, man. He he will surprise you. So, I mean, if if it is one, I think if it is on the feet, it'll be very erratic, very sudden. I don't think it's going to be like a uh a big one-two, you know, or or a flying hand, right? I think it's going to be like some fucking spinning kick or, you know, uh spinning elbow, you know, I think it's going to be some spinning shit, you know what I mean? Yeah. it will be some acrobatic stuff. I don't think it's going to be your traditional, you know, uh like a uh, boxing finish, you know. And and then I feel like the submissions always going to be there for Cheeto potentially. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's possible. Um man, this is this is a really tough fight to pick, man. Just because we don't know. I feel like Tito's a guy that comes on more as the fight goes on. Which is what makes this hard to pick. You know what I mean? Because I feel like if this is a three rounder, I'd actually probably pick Rob Vaughn. I probably would. I, I think you but, make a
1: great point there. I actually think I completely agree with you.
0: Yeah, I'm because it's a five rounder, Rod's coming off a really bad loss where he got I mean, he got to being finished. I think he got knocked out three times in that one. He got close to being finished multiple times. Um, I'm going to take Marlon Bear, man. I'm going to take Chito to get the dub here. Um, I'm going to take him via decision, but I think he comes on more as the fight goes on, and I think this is his time, man. I feel like he's had a couple of close fights. He had a close fight with Song Yudong. He had a close fight with Aldo. Um, actually, the yeah, fight was very close, but you know what I'm saying. Um, I'm going to take Marlon I think Marlon is going to get the big winner. I think going to be the biggest money of his career. He's to jump into the top 5 and see what happens from there. Um, I'm going to take them to get it done this weekend. King shit. King shit. Um, yeah, so a co-main event. And at this point, we're at a really rough stretch for co-main events. Like, this happens with most fight nights, but, you know, last week the co-main event that we picked was canceled. The week before that, the co-main event got switched. So we're going to try and give you this one. Josh, As this might right be
1: co-main now. event of the year, Josh.
0: <laughs> As of right now, Andre Oloski on a... Three-fight winning streak. Is taking on Jake Collier in the co-main who last defeated Chase Sherman. Alaski coming up, coming in here on relatively short notice. I believe he stepped up. He was supposed to be Justin Taffa. He stepped in about two weeks ago. So Alasky's out here collecting these checks. Okay, and uh, look, man. He's got a really good shot here. For if he wins this one, he might get into the top fifteen. Do you think he gets his own angel? I mean, he, his only loss in his last six fights is to Tom Aspinall.
1: Yes. Yeah. No. I I'm picking a 100 percent, man. Even on short notice. Uh, look, as much as I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I I like Jay Collier, man. I like I like his little little bit he has going on right now. His little his little arc. But uh, he, he ran he ran into the wrong guy. <laughs> He ran He ran into the lo- wrong NPC. This Andre Orlowski is it. <laughs> Andrei not the guy he wanted to run into. And uh, fuck, man, credit to him for taking a fight because I'm sure they offered him options, right? Like, they didn't just say, hey, you're going to fight Orlowski. You don't have a choice, right? Like, I'm sure they were like, hey, we have Orlowski. You either take it or you don't, know. <laughs> you know? I'm sure that was yeah. more or less what it was. He was like, you know something? Fuck it. I want to get paid.
0: <laughs> yeah, and um, it's definitely, I mean, on paper, there's a fight where I, the only thing that kind of messed up is a short notice, but even with a short notice, I'm still going to take our key. I like Jay Collier a lot, man. I, I like his story. I mean, because he's a guy that, like, he, he just, I'm assuming he, like, got an injury or something. And he came back as a heavyweight, and a lot of people made fun of him, but, like, he's arguably having more success as a heavyweight than he did in middleweight. Like, king shit. So, I mean, shout out to him. Um, hey,
1: man, the dad bods in.
0: It is, and he's won, you know, since coming back. He, he's 2-2, two and two, but his two losses was a split decision to Carlos Felipe, which I thought he won, and uh, a loss to Tom Aspinall, who's a beast. So, yeah, man, I like Jake Collier a lot. Um, I'm glad that he got re-signed. I am going to go ahead and take on Laundry. I'll ask you here, I think, I mean, dude, to be doing what he's doing at his age, yes, I'm very well aware that he's not fighting the top level of composition. But, it, like, dude, Carlos Felipe, that was a good one. He beat Tanner Bowser. Another nice win. He beat Rothwell not too long ago. I'm going to take him to get this one. I think he should be in the top 15 after this one, uh, honestly, which is crazy thing about because he's 43 years of age. 43 years old. Um, yeah, I'm going to take him, though. I'm going to take him. Um, as far as the rest of the card goes, my man, I think this is a pretty interesting card. There's a lot of fights here, like, on paper. There's not a whole lot of ranked guys on this one, but there's some fights that should be absolute bangers. So I'm curious to see what are your most looked-forward to fights on this card?
1: I, I agree with you, man. I think this is actually like a, kind of a sleeper card, you know? Um, and I'm looking at it as a whole right now. I'm, I'm looking at the full picture. I think it's a sleeper card. Uh, I think there's a lot of guys here who could potentially come out here and, and, and bang and, and do some crazy shit. Uh, you know, I mean, we got we got to go one down, Josh. Andre, Fili, Joe Anderson, Berto, uh, Brito. It's B-R-I-T, so it's Brito, I'm assuming, something like that. Regardless, though, uh, Andre Feely, I mean, you, you know, you know what you get with Andre Feely, right? You know, you, we know, we know the package. Uh, Joey Anderson, coming off the contender series, man, he beat a guy that I actually thought was going to win and make it into UFC, who fought in the Lux League, who I've been keeping my eye on for a long time, comes out here and fucks this kid up, man. Gets signed, loses the Bill to but you know, uh, I, 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 there's some stuff I like there. He uh, he really surprised me, and uh, I think this is a fun matchup for him. He's 27, uh, doesn't look it. But he is. At least that's what the documents say.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, um, that fight should be a banger. Uh, I, uh let's be honest with you. Andre Feely's never been in a boring fight, and he's he's only 31, which kind of fucks me up, honestly, um, because he's been around in the game for so long. Like, he got signed all the way back in 2013. Uh, he's a former... He, he was fighting where Totsi Palace was around, so... Um, yeah, shout man. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out talk to Tachi Uh, Yeah, man. And he seems to be improving every single fight. I mean, he gave Bryce Mitchell a surprisingly good fight, actually. Like, Bryce Mitchell has wrecked everybody except for Andre Feely. Feely gave him a good fight, man. Um, You know, his fighting is Daniel Pineda, he looks the best of his career until that eye poke, which really, really sucked. That was fucking devastating, dude, because that was looking to be a good fight. Yeah, and uh, he was a wrecking him, dude. And he's had some good fight. He beat Charles Jordan, which is a banger of a fight. Um, that used to fight was really, really good. I thought, he, I thought he arguably won that one too. So he's on a, you know, he's a very entertaining guy. Glad to see him back. Uh, Jared Gordon is going to be back. Still a very interesting guy. He's, he's 33. But at the same time, he's on his 3-5 winning streak. Uh, four of his last five is only losses to the champ, Charles Oliveira, back in 2019. Thinking shout about out, Grant, shout out, shout out champ. Uh, he's thinking on Grant Dawson. Uh, 17-1-1. Very interesting guy. Um, you never really think of him as, like, one of those guys of being, like, a top prospect. He, but he's still only 28 years old, and he's just kind of under the radar, man. Winning fights, and uh granted, he is coming off a draw, but still, um, just putting in that work, man. So that should be a banger of a fight right there, two guys on nice winning streaks. Darren Elkins is back to the damage. The and this damage. Is, the damage, taking on Tristan Connolly. Shout out. Featherweight. Shout out. Because let's just go ahead and remember here, guys. Tristan Connolly was that guy that got signed on, like, two weeks' notice. To fight, uh, Michelle Pahea. And just think about where they're at now. I mean, Michelle Pahea is a beast, dude. And, uh, the only guy to beat him, and he's now finding a featherweight, is, uh, Tristan Connolly. So, uh, yeah, he's getting, he's coming off a loss to Pat Sabatini, but Pat Sabatini's pretty damn good in his own right. This fight's gonna be a banger, dude. Two guys oh, who yeah. are just fun fighters, and should be a lot of fun, dude. Darren Elkin's still doing the damn thing at 37 years old. He's coming off the loss to Cup Swanson, Prior of that, he's on a nice win streak. Uh, Christoph Jocko taking on Gerald Mirchard at mid We'll see if Gerald Mirchard can continue his win streak. Uh, you know, as far as the undercard card goes, generally, I mean, pretty light, like, as far as the actual prelims. Francisco Figueroa, brother of Devious, is going to be back. Uh, Gina Mazzani is taking on Shannon Young. Uh, but the, this fight that we don't know where it's going to be placed yet is, uh, Chase Shermer's Alexander Romanov, which we talked about, um, briefly, for last card, is going to be on this one. So, has to be on the main. <clears throat> I feel like they're gonna push out Conley Elkins, maybe. Maybe. I'm honestly a little bit disappointed that they actually decided to go ahead and, um, you know, I'm a little bit disappointed that they decided to actually rebook this one. So, what do you think they could have done it on? Do you think they could have moved it? Well, to, I uh, like, I, oh. just, I just think that they should have just actually just said fuck this matchup and like, <laughs> uh, because I think Roman obviously deserves somebody much better. Was it Roman? No, it's Sherman. Is huh? everyone uh, off 15? Uh, I don't think
1: he's ranked yet. Oh, I'm on it right now. Which is insane to me. He's not, no. We yep. I mean, should probably be fighting, like, Sakai, Ivanov, Paul Harris, one of those guys. How is Shamil still 12? Jesus. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or Shamil.
0: <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um. Interesting. So, yeah, I mean, I just wish they would have given him an actual better opponent. And that's no offense to Chase Sherman. I like Chase a lot, but uh, the vanilla gorilla is on a three-fight losing streak. So, mm-hmm. yeah, don't know about it. But anyways, yeah, they're going to go and fight. We'll see if Chase can spring one of the biggest upsets of all time. So, anyways. Um, just you wait, Josh. <laughs> just you wait till Chase Sherman sees me next time. Um, yeah, so moving on to Bellator. So, one of these cards was much better than the other on paper and ended up being that way in reality, but the, we'll start off belts are 278. Last Friday? Yeah, Friday night from the Neil S. Blaisdell Arena in Honolulu, Hawaii. Uh Hannah,
1: motherfuckers. <laughs> yes, Angel. Um,
0: <clears throat> in the main event, in my opinion, probably the worst stoppage uh, of a title fight in a long time. Um, Liz Carmouche. Taking on the champion Juliana Velasquez, Juliana was up three rounds to none, and then with about 13 seconds left in the fourth round, uh, Carmouche gets in the crucifix position, lands like probably four elbows, and the referee Joey Beltran, not Joey Beltran, um, Mike Beltran calls it end of the contest. Angel, did you see the stoppage? I I saw a clip of it on Twitter. I didn't see the
1: whole stoppage. I just saw when the elbows were landing from the from position mm-hmm. and I didn't get the full the full clip of uh that what continued after an hour how long it lasted but I did see like a bunch of YouTube videos like terrible end to Bellator 278 what the
0: fuck I kid you not that was the title I saw it did look here's the here's the way that I, I explain it it looked like an amateur stoppage like you know an amateur MMA like a lot of them they they don't the fights go on too long because like it's 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 ammy you know like yeah. no point she, dude, like it was just, it was so bad. Like it was really, really bad. Um, Avengers level threat, Josh. Avengers level threat of a bad stoppage for sure. Uh, I mean, she the elbows she landed too weren't even with the elbow. They were like kind of like forearm shots. Like she could, she wasn't even landing them clean. She landed about five of them, and the referee called it. And it was near the end of the round. And she was down three rounds to nothing. Like, it was, it was so bad. It was really, really bad, man. Um, they gotta run it back. I mean, they gotta run it back. They will. I mean,
1: she's, she was undefeated and yeah, they will.
0: They should, right? You know, uh, Liz Carmouche said she didn't want to. So, you know, uh, Show you how she feels about that. Anyways, yeah, uh they gotta run it back. That was horrific. And also there's nobody really left to fight for the title right now anyway, so they just might as well do it. Unless I'm miss- unless I'm missing somebody. Like Alima Lay. it seemed like this was kinda of layup, which we'll talk about her in a minute. yeah, um, that was a... <laughs> well well there's a reason why that happened. I'm not sure if you've seen the updates about her, but I haven't. Uh, okay, well perfect then. It explains a lot. Uh but anyways, yeah. At one twenty five, let me pull up the rankings real quickly, just so I can actually full disclosure. Yeah, there's nobody left. I mean carmouche is champion. Denise Keelholz just followed the title and lost. Kind of wants to be already lost to Carmouche. Yeah, so that's the only fight they can realistically do. So yeah. Perfect. Um yeah, they gotta remount they gotta rerun that one. That was horrific. Anyways, moving on down the co main event, Rickard Bar Bar-Zoal defeating Nikita Milov. He kinda of just kinda of just Show that veteran savvy just showed him this levels of this shit. Uh, Barzola moving on into the Grand Prix. Give me your thoughts on him. He's very good. That's, that's dope. That's what we want to see.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, man. But you know what? As, as, as happy as I was that um, Barzola got the win, did you see Danny Sabatello defeating Jordan Lugo? Dude, he cut an amazing promo, didn't he? Dude, what a – the Italian gangster. Like, he, I love this guy. I, I honestly didn't know much about him before. I know I've seen him fight before, but I've never seen an interview. I knew of him and I knew he was high level. Yeah, he just had the, the greatest fucking accent of all time. Um, and he, you know, he was talking on his next fight. Here's the exact quote. He cut, a, he's cut a hell of a promo. Um, if I can do that to a guy that's a stud like Jordan Lugo, 8-0, undefeated, really fucking talented, and skill skillful then I could beat anybody. And now, Leandro Hugo is fucking next. We think I dominated Logo, which means he didn't do to Higo. Leandro, you're a fucking great matchup for me because you suck and I'm good. <laughs> what a guy. Good what a, guy. a fucking stud. Uncle Chell would be dude. proud. What a fucking stud Danny Sabatalo is. Love this man. Um, yeah, that was dope, dude. I loved that. I loved everything about that. And they're going to fight. Uh, let me see if there's a date for that. There might be one. Yeah, June 24th. They're going to fight. So quick. So that's dope. Um, yeah, man, excited for that one. And the winner of that, Leandro Higo and Danny Sabatello, they're going to fight Rufon Stotts, the new champ, which we'll talk about in a minute. But yeah, those are 78. I don't think there's anything left to talk about this one. Do you?
1: Uh, nothing specifically. We highlighted, like, the main parts of it. My boy Christian Edwards lost to Grant Neal, bro. Yep. Oh, devastated.
0: Yeah, damn shame. But um, he's on. He'll, he'll be back. He'll be back. But, yeah, man, I think the bigger car was absolutely Bells 279. This car Bro, they had post ruled. limbs. The post limbs? They you had watching?
1: post limbs. No, I'm saying that they had post limbs. I saw the highlights.
0: Oh, yeah, no, I was just asking if you watched any of them. I watched one of them. Um, My girl Simiko Inabata Nevada picked up I an nice one The Lady Samurai. I'm aware of her. Yeah. Um, but, anyways, moving on, we'll start off with the main event. Uh, a much better fight than I expected. A much, much better fight. Uh, the first time around Arlie Blenko and Chris Ever fought, which is October 2020, Sever just dominated her, you know, rear naked choke, two minutes in, uh, the second round, not even close, after dominating the first. This time, it was a Cyborg controlled fight, but Arlie Blenko just bit down on her mouthpiece and said, fuck it, I'm going out of my shield. And she had some, she ended up losing 49-45 on the cards, but still, you know, there was a, a close round or two in there, you know, she showed a lot of heart, and, uh, you know, hell of a fight, man. Give me your thoughts on this win. And give me your thoughts on Chris Cyborg's future, because after, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, Chris Cyborg is now a free agent. Angel,
1: I don't think they're going to get rid of Cyborg. I mean, there's there's no way Cyborg goes to PFL, right? I don't know. That's 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 apparently what PFL wants. Can Cyborg even, can they even draw the bag for Cyborg? Because they're going to have to drop the bag for Cyborg. And also, can Cyborg make weight that many times? Um, I don't know. I mean, I, mean I, I don't know. I guess she'd be going up in weight, though, wouldn't she? Wouldn't she have to go up in weight if she wanted she to fight Kevin? Yeah, I mean, it
0: would be one. they they have the weight class at 155 for some reason, but yeah. So, I mean,
1: I guess that wouldn't be an issue, then, for Sidewalk. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: don't know yeah. if they'll
1: do it. I mean, Josh, I mean, it's part of, you know, we'll run it back to the fight a bit. I mean... Blinko really tough. She got dropped in that first round, and that was a tough fucking round. I'm surprised she made it out of that first round. Yeah, I, mean, I think that was a real like the most impressive thing of that fight was her making it out of that first round and being tough and sticking through it and going to distance. Obviously, like it was it was a cyborg fight all around. I think all the I think all the scorecards
0: were the same, right? Uh, forty nine, forty five on all the cards. The reason was was not fifty forty five was just because uh, several got deducted a point in the first.
1: They point point, a knee on the ground,
0: right? Yeah, correct. Yeah, so. Makes sense. But yeah, man. um, Just saw it went for her. She's a free agent. We'll see what happens now. I'd like to see her in PFL over Bellator, but just because I think there's better fights there. I mean,. What do you mean, Josh? My next chapter, the UFC. Oh, my God, I wish, dude. I'd love to see her go back to the UFC. I really would. Um, But I don't think it'll happen. I just think that that bridge is too burned. Oh. Dude, that shit didn't just burn, dude. That thing is not even existent. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. Um, but, yeah, man, so moving on, co-main event. Rufon Stotts won our show. Let's be honest. This, is, this was the people's main event for being completely real. Um, There's levels of this shit. No, it's There is. There is levels of this shit. Rufon's Stotts showed that he might be the greatest fighter on the planet at Bantamweight right now. I don't care if that's how people feel about that. Head kick knockout of Juan Archuleta, um, wasn't even close. Give me your thoughts on him. Give me your thoughts on his future now as the Bellator interim bantamweight champion.
1: I mean, it it, it suits him, man. It really does. Uh, this is a reality we knew could happen, Josh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, we were very, we were already in our minds uh, at the start of this tournament, very much knowing that. This is something that could happen and is happening right in front of us where where sots ends up without even us knowing yet winning this tournament and he's doing it in devastating fashion already. he was doing it before the tournament started, beating beating the big names, and now he's doing it in the tournament, putting out the big names mm-hmm. uh the finish itself was fucking disgusting josh
0: i mean it, it was it was filthy
1: the way it slid over the head, and you're like, wait you're like. Yeah, it looked like a fucking death touch, Josh. Yeah, honestly. he just clipped him with it
0: was. It was one of those head cases. He like, didn't land flush. He just clipped him with it. But damn, it was good. Beautiful. Perfect. Yeah, man. Um Falls victory for him, and he's gonna be fighting. Like I said, the winner of the Andre hero, Danny Sabatello, which is that's gonna be a hell of a fight, man. That's gonna be a great, great fight. Whoever wins, uh, granted, um I, I'll just be honest. I kinda, I kinda want to see Danny Savatello. Kind of want to see him do it. I want to see his run continue, but we'll have to see in June. Could you expect. imagine
1: the the press conference between a uh, Stotts and Salvatore? Dude, all
0: time it'd be fun. <laughs> it would be incredible. That's that's almost the one of the main reasons I want it. Not gonna lie. Um, yeah, I mean that that'd be honestly really really fun. But, anyways, moving on down the card. We're just going to go ahead and... This is, this is a fight that we went ahead and mentioned briefly. Uh, Alimulay McFarlane loses Justin Kish. This one was not even close. This uh, is an upset, man. That is it was quick. a huge upset. I mean, Justin Kish wasn't even just... People thought about how she flunked out of the UFC. Her first fight was against Deanna Bet in, uh, in Bellator just two months ago, and she lost that one clean, too. Like, that fight wasn't even very close, either. So... Uh, we'll work on the ground, bro. Yeah. So Justin Kish comes in, and, uh, you know she's she was a massive massive someone made some good money yeah she was she was a massive massive underdog and look man um yeah man uh so apparently in the first round leaving uh, McFarland, she I believe she's in the hospital for this right now she fucked up her neck somehow i don't know I have any specifics oh, on this fuck but um
1: like some alderman
0: shit like not not even being funny it might be worse than that, apparently, I um, fight oh, should have been called fight probably should have been called because apparently um she went back to her corner, I didn't hear this, but apparently she went back to her corner after the first she said she couldn't feel her like her left arm,
1: holy fuck that's bad and she fought the next
0: two rounds, Savage. so but not good if you're making fun of alima lay bro like she that girl's got so much heart bro like. She should not have been fighting, though. Like, I'll say that. Like, apparently, she should not have been fighting. We don't know exactly what the issue is yet. Um But, yeah, man, just devastating. Yeah, so, if you're one of the people that were talking shit, like, all I'm saying is you got you to gotta be able to willing, like, willingly admit, like, oh, yeah, I might have been wrong. There's a reason why she lost, bro. Like, that first round was close, and then she got murked after that. And if it's true that she couldn't, like, you know, she had a really fucked up neck... That makes a lot more sense. That's scary, so, man. Yeah. Um still still seeing like where exact like I, I still don't know exactly what's wrong, but yeah, we'll see what happens.
1: Um Josh, you keep us updated at BJPen.com, right?
0: Oh for sure, dude. Of course. I keep everybody updated at BJPen.com. Greatest MMA source on the planet. Um how do you how do you spell that? Uh it's BJP. E N com at BJ Penn, on Twitter. You can go ahead and go to the website. Also like us on Facebook at BJ Penn. Um, We have You're a great welcome. staff of writers, myself putting in that work. Obviously we have a great team overall. We've got exclusive interviews. We have exclusive content as always. Um, but also just in general, just making, you know, keeping our finger on the pulse of the MMA community, BJ Penn.com. Uh But anyways, so <laughs> moving on down the card. This is a pretty big upset. Um Patchy Mix defeating Kyogi Horiguchi. Granted I will say this was a bit of a contentious fight, some people thought that Horiguchi should have won. Uh Angel, give me your thoughts on this one. Yeah, no, this one didn't come out without controversy,
1: man. I uh I, I kept an eye on it and it it seemed that it was a, a heavy control fight out of uh out of a uh mix, but it was it was Patchy not doing a lot either. As far as uh, trying to get the fight done, either from what I heard, I tried mm-hmm. to watch a few rounds, try to get it in, but I wasn't able to like. Pr- I didn't, I didn't have the full fight to watch it at the time, so I wasn't able to properly score it myself.
0: Hmm. Yeah, correct. It's, but as far as it, you know, it was pretty much a heavy um control fight. That's essentially what it was. So, so yeah, man. Um it is what it is. I mean, I was pretty surprised, honestly. That this one went the way that it did. Uh, but, dude, I feel like Patrick Mix is, is kind of a low-key guy in this whole thing. I think he lost to Juan Choletta and uh, he had that bad, bad weight miss with the James Gallagher fight. Uh, I think people kind of forget how good he was. And, uh, dude, Kuchikoroguchi, who's one of the favorites. One of the favorites. I think most people might even argue that he was a favorite.
1: He was thanks my to guy how, to win.
0: Yeah, thanks to how good his last fight was. Um, and Dude, he just... He gets him out of there in the first round. I don't think anybody expected that. I know I didn't. So, yeah. Shout out Patchy Mix. Uh, as far as the rest of the card goes, what are some of the other fights you're looking to talk about? Oh man, I had
1: to. You know, I always have to highlight my guy. Every time I see him, Lance Gibson Jr., son of Lance Gibson Senior, getting another victory. Man improves his six zero. He opened up the card. Nice to see him. You know, continue to grow and they're building him up. I like that, man. They're doing mm-hmm. a good job with him. Hmm. For sure. They're
0: doing it the right way. They're doing it the right way. Um, yeah, I man. Also, I can't even I forgot to bring up this fight, dude. Yancey Medeiros, Emmanuel Sanchez. This fight was a fucking war. I can't believe I forgot to bring this one up. Yeah, apparently this is actually like a tryout fight for, for Yancey. It was like he had like a one fight deal. You go out there and put on that fight, dude. You got you got a place in Bellator, dude. Let me put a, You got a place in that fucking promotion. Uh, shame for Emmanuel Sanchez, but damn, that was a good fight, dude. That was a hell of a fight. Um, very, very excited for that one. So, um, see what he does in the future. Dude, your boy Gochi. Gochi Yamaguchi. One of the most low-key guys in Bellator, I feel like. I feel like he never gets the praise that he deserves. And, dude, your boy goes out there, round one submission, and his welterweight debut, two fights in a row. Give me your thoughts on him getting back on the win column.
1: Dude, what a stud just want dude. I just want to, just want to see it keep going, man. He, he's in a tough division with a lot of tough dudes, a lot of talent, but... There's there's a lot of potential
0: there, mm-hmm. for sure. A lot a lot of potential, and I'd like to see what he can do now. Honestly, welterweight. There's a I think welterweight probably their best division, at least in my opinion. Um, but we'll have to see what, what happens in the future. with that. you think it's better than 135? Oh, fuck, it's close, dude. It's really. I'm I'm super high on 170 though. Like
1: in belt. Oh man, I just I'd, I'd argue for 135. 205 man,
0: is this. also good too, though. belt so, has three really good divisions
1: you're not wrong i still think 135 is in my opinion the far i i won't
0: argue with you uh, you're probably right you're probably right but yeah with, estab- with established talent and young talent yeah i can go you can go either way you can go either way um at least in my opinion but yeah um no joke, yeah, man. you're wrong <laughs> okay <laughs> it's a matter of opinion but all right dude Damn. fuck your opinion whoa whoa hey chill chill this, this isn't a democracy. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Um, anyway, solid win for him, though. Um, yeah, Kai Kamaka lost in his, was that the Beltour debut? No, the second fight, Beltour. I said, Excuse me. I feel like that was
1: his second.
0: Yeah. Um, Janae Harding lost, which was surprising. Um, to Diana Silva. So, you know, weird 145 pound division that got going there. Um, yeah, man, and then Neil and other the fight. My, my girl Sumiko and Nevada picked up a win, which I mentioned earlier, in the post-limbs, which both were having post-limbs. is still very, very strange to me. Like, what is this, 2007, dude? Like, what are we doing here? Um, <laughs> right? But, I mean, she did pick up a solid win, though. Uh, I was a little bit... I mean, they should have put her, like, probably earlier in the card. Because I thought she actually has a lot of potential at uh, at that weight class of 125. Because 125 is a pretty barren... Like, we talked about it earlier, like, there's nobody really fighting for the title now. That's why they're probably going to run a rematch. But Sumiko. Solid win streak, you know, uh, 4-0. So we'll see what happens with her in the future. And I believe all of her wins are via knockout, too. Actually, one via submission. But, yeah, all finishes. So she should be a nice win. So we'll see what happens in the future with her. Um, yeah, man, very, very nice Bellator card. Like, sometimes Bellator has, like, weak cards. Sometimes they have, like, a lot of fluke shit. Um, but, dude, hell of a card, man. Hell of a card. Next time they got a card is Bellator Paris. France in Paris, which is a banger of a card, man. Main card. Bangers, main, especially come main co-main and
1: co-main. Let's be honest, it's 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 the main card that's bigger, Josh. Well yeah, I mean yeah, but it's it's Pedro a pretty fat, it, is on the free limbs. Yeah, but you know it's a pretty fat <laughs> drop off after the main card. <laughs> hey man, yeah, but like you said, they always do it. Bellator always does this, which you know you gotta respect to give uh you know, they highlight the, the guys uh, locally. Yeah.
0: Um but yeah, regardless, I am I am excited for that card. But yeah, I man, as far as uh, MMA goes. that's essentially all that we have. However, we do have a little bit of boxing to talk about. More specifically, Tyson Fury vs. Dillian White in front of 94,000 roaring fans in Wembley Stadium. Tyson Fury goes out there and dominates. This one was not even close. I can't remember a a honestly significant shot that Dillian White landed. But, uh, but he took a few bag. Fra- yeah, he, he took a fair bit of him, though. Uh, he actually got peppered with the jab for the first couple rounds. And then around round six, Tyson Fury lands a fucking massive right uppercut, puts him down, sets him down, and uh yeah, that's the end of the fight. That's it. And uh can't beat the count, and that was that. So Tyson Picks right uh, yeah, the, the, uh, the win. Says he's gonna retire from the sport of boxing. Now that's that's interesting. Cause he said he's retiring from boxing, but he's not retiring from exhibitions. So what that means is he called Big Fran in there, Francis Ngannou was ringside. He called him in there and uh, said he's going to fight him next. So give me your thoughts on that. Give me your thoughts on his win as well over Dillian White.
1: I think that should happen.
0: You want to see it? I fucking want to see it. Would you rather – even even as an exhibition, it won't be a real fight. You still want to see it? Someone can still knock down an exhibition. I, I suppose so. But, yeah, I mean, let me ask you this. Do you think it's more likely that he fights in Ngannou next or the winner of Usyk? Versus AJ, I feel like he should fight that fight and retire, regardless of
1: the result. No, I
0: know I agree that he should, but I'm saying like, which do you think is more likely?
1: Uh, definitely the second option.
0: <laughs> mm, okay, yeah, I think I think it comes with a caveat. Honestly, I think he could if that winner is AJ. I think if AJ wins, he'll fight him. If it's Usyk, there's no real point. Not to say that like for legacy wise there, there's a point, but like I just don't think he will. Just because it's not exactly a huge selling fight. Like he he said afterwards, he's like, "Yeah, I took the Dillian fight because I could fight in front of the UK for the last time. And I'm gonna get a whole bunch of money." I mean, they, they went ahead and yeah, he said he, apparently he revealed like he told his his wife after the the final um, Wilder fight that he's gonna go ahead and retire and then decide to do one more. Um, but yeah, man, we'll see what happens. I honestly do. Th- I, a lot of people are saying they don't believe him. I actually do believe him. I actually believe him that he he might retire. Um, unless it's AJ, I think that one not be like, they, they'd have to do it. Right. Like they can't, they, they, that wouldn't make too much. It'd be fun. a perfect
1: fucking ending to the career, wouldn't it?
0: Yeah. It would make too much sense to not do. So for that reason alone, I could see it happening. Um, but yeah, man, overall solid. We, I think the only thing left to really talk about normally boxing under cards, is nothing we talk about. Uh, Tommy Fury did pick up a win. Uh He dominated the ten and one Polish fighter Daniel Bledazzi. Um Called out Jake Paul afterwards. I'll just go ahead and put Angel Gun to your head right now. Jake Paul is returning in August. Do you think he fights Tommy Fury? I don't know who's going to fight.
1: He's been. He, we have Bisping. We have Anderson Silva. We have. uh <laughs> We have Tommy Fury. Just yes or no. If, if you have to guess. I think at one point in their lifetime they will fight. That is that is a
0: cop out answer, but I'll let you go. I'll Dude, let that's
1: you a, go. is that's a great answer?
0: I, I I said next. Oh, you did say next. Fuck. Do I think he finds him
1: next? No, I don't think that's a likely because not okay. spot, and I think he probably they probably already has someone in the works, which makes a lot of sense. Like thinking at it, like like realistically, like how things are going, hundred percent, there's someone else
0: who they already have settled on. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I can see it happening either way. It's going to be either him or Anderson. I think. Um, unless some like other person comes in like. I mean, shit, Anderson's second.
1: gonna fight on a fucking helipad. <laughs> he's gonna be
0: fighting Bruno Machado, who's like fifteen and nine in MMA. So he's gonna get he's about to get dog walked, sadly. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, overall, nice weekend of fights. Whole lot of stuff. Um, yeah, man. As far as this boxing goes, as far as MMA goes, or anything else we want to talk about before we close out.
1: Uh, nothing specifically, man. I think we highlighted all the main things. Next week we come back with a
0: fucking heater. For sure. For sure. I mean, we have UC 275, I believe, and we also have, actually, yeah, 274, excuse me. And then also Canelo. So we're gonna have a whole bunch of shit to talk about. Um, but yeah, as far as this show goes, hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, I'm at John Shovenoff on 3T's at Intertakeout and Sport01 at Courtside Sound for all things related to the show. Hope you guys enjoyed. Peace and butt grease. Mouse click.